0: go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Today's word is going to be a question. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1 through verse number 12 and we're going to have a message today. It's going to be a question but you're going to learn a lot. Got a lot of word. Always got a lot of word. When you get there say amen. amen. We taught you last week already showing you about the word of truth. The word of truth is God's vision. Now, I'm not done with that, but the Spirit of God, I believe, gave me this for the day. The word of God, the word of truth is God's vision. Now, let's start off there. Start off there. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. You at first Corinthians, let's just read 1 Corinthians while you're there, while you got on the screen. First Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 12. Then we'll go to Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. See, the word of truth is God's vision. You need to know when you're going to church, you need to know what message are you hearing. What are you hearing? Because first of all, there are three different messages, really four, that's in the Bible, if, if they're also preaching the law. And you don't need none of those. You need to know what message you preach, okay? What message you have for What's one in the Bible for you? All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And I, brethren... When I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yet not the wisdom of this world nor the princes of this world that come to naught but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man know the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now that is our series as we are teaching starting today on our second uh, volume, which is be part seven, uh, volume two, part one. We talked about the Word of God revealed. That is our series, The Word of God Revealed. All right, that's your message. Your message is what? The, the Word, Word of God, of God revealed. revealed. All right. Now, what I want to do today, I want to first let's go to your message, and then I'll get Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 after that. Would we do that? Let's first go to your message, and that's going to be in uh, the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, verse 14 through 18. The Gospel of St. John Chapter 1, verse 14 through 18. I'm going to use this just for our tape. The Gospel of St. John, chapter number 1, verse 14 through 18. Man, when I began to see this stuff, I, I began to understand what vision really is. And I was preaching somebody else's vision. And that's when I told you that I had been deceived. It's so easy. There are most I haven't heard many people preach the gospel of grace, so there's a whole lot of folk that see. They just don't know that they see. One thing to be blind, but, I, but another thing to say, now I can see. All right, let's look at the gospel of St. John chapter 1, verse 14. Now, I gave you this. Uh, we're going to do Ephesians 1, 13, and 14 right after this. Now, in John 1, 14, I use this for the word was made flush because that is the manifested word. You remember when I told you that? Yeah. Manifest the word. So manifest the word. See, Jesus Christ is the word. See, so He's the word of God. But the word of God is manifested when you can see, church feel. But the message you have, the reveal word, you can't see, feel, church, You know that kind of stuff. All right. So you're going to have to have the Holy Spirit because the word is revealed. Everybody understand now? All right. Preaching the same Jesus. You all preaching the same Christ. But we have to understand that it's a difference in preaching Christ revealed and preaching Christ manifested. All right, so let's look at verse number 14. John 1 and 14, and it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So say it one more time, full of grace and truth. Now, he, that's very important because that's what God sent us. We wouldn't have had grace and truth without Jesus Christ. All right, so look at verse 15. John bear witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is referred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. So of his fullness, not going to receive. Of his fullness, he said, we all have received grace for grace and then verse number 17 for the law was given by moses but grace and truth came by jesus christ let's read verse 18 also no man has seen god at any time the only begotten of the son which is in the bosom of the father he has declared him so the bible said verse 17 the law was given by moses say that with me the law the law was was given by moses otherwise Israel got the law because of Moses. So Israel got the law because of Moses. We got grace and truth because of Jesus Christ. All right, you may be seated. All right, we have to know the message today. Very important message today. So I'm going to be. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be talking today on. Uh, the Word of God revealed. This is volume two, part one, the Word of God revealed. But I'm going to ask the question. How we got the revealed Word of God? How we got the revealed word of God. That's what I want you to ask your sister, or brother, this morning. How do we get it? Ask your brother and sister, how do we get it? Yeah, how do we get the revealed word of God? Because if you know, if, if, we're going we're gonna to show you how we got it, because I'm going to show you how Israel got the law. When you realize how Israel got the law, I just showed you the, the verse. I showed you the verse already that in, in John 1, 17, 18, grace and truth came by Jesus by Jesus Christ. So otherwise, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, we would not have grace and truth, Right? Just like the law was given to Israel by Moses. But let's see what that meant. See, because it's so very easy. Father, we thank you now for your Holy Spirit, your precious son, your precious son. Thank you for giving us your blood, your deathbed and resurrection. We thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. And now we ask you to lead us and guide us. And thank you, Lord, for your provisions, for your grace is sufficient. In Jesus' name, all agree with that prayer. said amen. amen. All right, now let's go back. And let's see what God did with Israel. This is just a little snapshot. This is really, uh, my spirit is on go, so, so I got to do the Exodus. Let's go to Exodus 19. Matter of fact, I said we're going to show you something in, uh, how did we get the revealed word of God? Uh, that's part one, that's this morning. Now we just started volume two, so this is part one and volume two. But let's look at Ephesians 1 and 13 and 14. Because in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, we see, in whom also you trusted after you heard the word of truth. Now, that's why I told you last week's message is the word of truth. So you have to know your message. And you have to know when a pastor or preacher is preaching the word of truth. Because, remember, I gave you, there's also the law, there's also the word of faith. And I'm going to show you in the word when I get back there, you can't get faith by preaching faith. I'll give you a verse in a moment. In whom also you trusted, after that you heard the word of truth. See, the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So he told you how you got the Holy Spirit also, by believing the word of truth. Which is the honors of our inheritance, the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Now, I gave you this last week. I I believe there are some in here who remember this, but I'm going to say it again. I asked you, how did you get something? This message is how we got the reveal word of God. Now I just ask you a question. How did you get faith? There's a scripture to tell you. See, in the Bible, you can't guess. In the Bible, you can't guess. You can't use your own knowledge in the Bible you have to say what the Word says. Everybody understand that? So when I ask a a question, that means you have to find the Scripture or know the Scripture or you don't know. Mm -hmm. This is what people are doing, most churches. They are teaching you out of their head, not the Bible. See, I teach you the Bible. Now let's go and show you that, and that's going to be in the book of Romans, right? Chapter 10 and verse 17. You need to mark this in your Bible, Romans 10, 17. Told you how you got faith. Because if you don't know how you got faith, if you're preaching faith to be saved, then how you get faith? I hope you can hear what I'm saying. See, that's what happened when you said the message, the word of faith. If I'm preaching faith, 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 well, tell me when you're going to get saved. Then they tell me you're going to get saved by faith. Well, how are you going to get saved by faith if you're only preaching faith? You got to come back to the word of truth, which is the word of God. See, Paul preached the word of God. Paul preached Christ. See, Christ is called what? The word of God. So then faith cometh. This is how you get faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, if faith come by hearing the word of God, then how can you preach faith to get faith? Do everybody hear what I'm saying? All right, let's show you one more. You didn't sound too convincing. Let's show you 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. So you got to know how you got faith. If you don't know how you got faith, then you don't know what you're talking about. You're just preaching the message. That's what we were doing for so long because we didn't know. We just said, well, people said just preach faith. So we go through the Bible, find everywhere there's faith, 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 faith Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everywhere, James, chapter 1, faith. But none of this helped you because the thing about you just preaching faith. So, but the Bible said, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, for this cause we thank God without ceasing, because when you receive what? What did you receive? The word of God. Right, so that's why you have to receive the word of God. I'm preaching to you the word of God. When you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, heard of us, us, Paul, heard of us. Paul said, look, you receive the word of God, which you heard of us. He's talking about Paul. Paul preached Thessalonians, right? Which you heard of us. You receive it not as the word of man. Isn't that what he just told you in first, first Corinthians? I'm not giving you man's wisdom. It's not the word of man. But as it in truth, as it is in truth, what? It's the word of God. So Paul said, I'm giving you the word of God, which effectively worketh also in you that believe. So if I don't give you the word of God, it's not going to work in you. It's not, it's not, it's the word of God that works in you. All right, all right. So that just, that just goes with my message. I didn't get a chance to teach that today, but I gave you that a little bit. All right, now what we want to do today, we want to go to uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, and we look at verse 3 through 7. 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 7. So, see, we used to be under the word of faith teaching. Voluntarily. Nobody twisted our arm. Nobody came here and sanctioned our ministry. We did it because I grew up listening to Kenneth Hagin as a young man and Fred Price and uh, all the faith teachers. And I thought that was it. And it's not. It's the word of faith. It is the message of faith which you have to... Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth before it come to pass. Preaching you the gospel of Christ is already finished. It's not what you do. It's what Christ did. That's a big difference. All right, so let's go to work. Now, in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 3 through 7, it's on the screen. Uh, can we do this at the NLT? Uh, Let's do that then energy. The this is good and pleasing God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved. Now here it is God said he wants everybody to be saved then he's going to tell you how. And to understand the truth. King James said come to the knowledge of the truth. Well if you don't understand the truth how are you going to be saved? Isn't this how Jesus told you that you're going to be saved? You shall know the truth truth and the truth shall make you free you can't be free without the truth and then the reveal word the reveal word I gave you a definition for the reveal word is the truth so if you can't preach the truth you don't. you can't preach reveal word. you can't preach the truth you're just preaching a sermon you're just preaching another sermon all right let's keep going Paul is going to tell us telling Timothy Timothy there is one God Now, this is a word you need to write down because we're going to deal with a day called mediator. So there's one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity. And he told you who it is, it's the man, Christ Jesus. So we're going to show you his ministry as mediator today. His ministry as mediator is two words. Reconciler and intercessor. Now, I'm going to show you why I first, when you say first, because when people tell you you can be water baptized or baptized with water in Jesus' name and be saved, you, you are just totally omitting the whole ministry of Jesus Christ. So when you see what I'm talking about today, you will see it's impossible what you're talking about is religion and tradition of men he said there's one God there's one mediator between God and man the man Christ Jesus he is the mediator now what do that mean when they say he's the mediator I gave you two words he's the one that reconciled man to God he's the one that did what he reconciled man to God You have to understand through Adam transgression Man, covenant was broken between man and God. So Christ had to come and reconcile man to God. Otherwise, he had to come and catch man by the hand in the person of Jesus Christ. And then the Father by the hand. That's why you have the cross. What is the cross showing me, Pastor? The cross is showing you Jesus is reaching to the Father, and he's reaching to man. And he, on the cross, is the only way he can join man back to God. Can you, can you get a Lord a big hand? That's the message of the cross. No man could bring you back to the Father. Look at John 14, 6. See, it's no way, it's impossible. And so you see a lot of these religions, they'll said, "Oh yeah, you can, you can be saved by doing this." Remember last week I told you one of the greatest error, one of the greatest error that I taught and learned from people is, you can give your life to the Lord. Now last week, if you was here, you should have got that, Because salvation is not you giving your life to the Lord. We always used to say that if you out there you want to come give your life to the Lord, come give your life to the Lord, come give your life to the Lord. Lord. That's not salvation. It's the opposite. It's Father saying to you, I'm giving you my life. See, the Father gave you his life. You trying to be saved by giving your life. What good is that gonna do? If you died for me, what good that would do? I wouldn't go to heaven because you died right if i received your life it wouldn't help me not for eternal life because you don't have eternal life unless you got it through christ so it's the opposite so i should never say to nobody anymore give your life to the lord you need to give your life to the lord i had a lady that came from saginaw which is my cousin uh she comes here for my anniversary every year and i you always used to have her if you've been in this ministry a long time you know i always used to have what it's saying fully committed because the woman who, who sang and made the record Full of Committed, I met in Connecticut while I was uh, doing five-day services up there, and the lady came up to the altar when I gave an altar call. She came to receive Christ, didn't she? She came to receive Christ, and I had her to sing the song Full of Committed. And the Lord said to me, that's not salvation. See, the song say, Fully committed to you. I give my life fully committed to you. You can give your life fully committed that, that you're still not saved yet. Salvation is you receiving God's eternal life. Jesus came here on the cross and stretched out his hand to you, stressed out his hand to the Father. He said, look, you receive the Father. You do it through me. You receive me, you receive the Father. Amen. That's why the cross, you can't be saved without the cross. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, now, Jesus says to him in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Watch this last part. No man come to the Father but by me. See, so Jesus Christ is the mediator between God and man. You can't get to the Father, except you come through the Son. So when somebody tells me that I can be baptized in water in Jesus' name to be saved, then you are saying, what? I can't even think about what you're saying. I can't think about how big a lie that is, because that is deception. And there are many people today believe they are saved because they've been water baptized. All right, verse, verse 5, verse 5. For there's one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity. He can reconcile God and man. He's the man, Christ Jesus. He gave his life. Now here it is. You're in competition. That's why I was. We give our life wholly committed. Really? Fully committed. God showed me, man, when God showed me, I'm going like, oh my God, Lord, I'm sorry. He gave his life to purchase our freedom. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And Paul says, I've been chosen as a preacher and apostle to teach the Gentile this message about two things, faith and truth. Because you can't get faith without truth. Amen. So, so what's been happening is people just been preaching faith, faith, faith. They're not preaching truth. To preach truth, you've got to preach Christ. Christ is the way, the truth, truth and the life. You have to preach Christ. Then you get. Let me show you one more. Am I done with that yeah. Timothy first? All right, let me show you one more. Romans chapter 1, verse 15, 16, 17. See, the same word righteousness is the same word as forgiveness. How do you get it? See, this is one of the greatest things that I have to learn as a pastor. I do a lot of meditating on God's Word. lot, 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 a lot. That's why most every Saturday I'm in the bed, probably 5, 6 o'clock, no later than 7. Because I have to meditate on the Word. I spend all day in the Word, hours, 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 but on Sunday, on Sunday. Uh, Saturday night, I'm meditating the work because I got to hear, I got to take my whole message back through God again, make sure it's approved, make sure my subject okay, make sure all the things in there he wants to say to me. I try to go through my whole message and meditate until I just fall asleep. So, watch what Paul says He's so much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. But watch what Paul going to say I'm not ashamed. But I'm not ashamed of what? The of, of the gospel of Christ. He's talking about the cross. I'm not ashamed of the cross. I'm not ashamed of the man who died for me. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? It is the power of God on the salvation to some people. No. It's the power of God unto everyone, everybody that believes it to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So when Paul said that you had Jewish people looking at him like, are oh, you telling me that we can't be saved without this Jesus, without this Christ? That's what he was telling them. That's why he knew he was going to die, just like Jesus. Then he said in the preaching on the cross, when he just finished the message, he says, brag out the verse 16 again. For it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then he said that about the gospel, then he said, for therein, in there, in that the gospel of Christ when it's preached, is the righteousness of God revealed. See, God does not reveal his righteousness until you preach the gospel of Christ. And you don't have righteousness unless it's been revealed. See, you don't get God's righteousness by doing something. And that's why people think they can get water baptized and be right with God. To hell you're going. (laughs) You cannot be righteous by water baptism. No man can be justified by the law. That's what the Bible said, I'm going to show you earlier. What you are saying is you can be made right with God by what you did. Let me give you a couple of scriptures on that. We'll go to them next. I'm headed to my message. We're going to show you that going to be a Galatians 2.21 and Galatians 3.21. Let's finish where you're at now. Paul said, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. When you preach Christ, him crucified, God's righteousness is revealed from faith to faith that is written, the just shall live by faith. You would not have the faith you can live by if you don't preach Christ. When you preach Christ, God gives you his righteousness. The word righteousness is how is a man justified before God. How you made right with God. All right, now, let me give you a couple of verses. Galatians 2.21 and Galatians 3.21. Then we will go into the message. I know you're enjoying all this extra, isn't you? Amen. All this just extra stuff here. Leftovers. You know how God always. Galatians 2.21. Watch what Paul says. I do not frustrate That's reject, refuse the grace of God. See, that message came to Paul too. So Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. If righteousness come by the law, the word law mean works. The word law means doing something. So if I can be made righteous by water baptism, then Christ is dead in vain. From here we go to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14 and 17. He said, Galatians 3, 21, is the law then against the promise of the God? God forbid if there had been a law given. If God could have some kind of law that he could give man that he didn't have to give his son, don't you think he'd have given him? So the Bible says if there had been a law, if there had, if that, if it is the law then against the promise of God, God forbid. If there had been a law given which could have given life, if there was a law that, that, you know God looking through all of his paperwork saying, You know, he don't have no paperwork, but is is there anything I can give without giving my son? None of it will give life. That's why nobody was born of the Spirit in the Old Testament. Not one person. Because Christ had not given his life. All these people you're talking about, the water baptized, they had to still come to Paul and receive the gospel of Christ. And they've been baptized by John's baptism. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. If there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the law could not make you right with God. Look at Romans 2.13 in the NLT. Romans 2.12 and 13 out of the NLT. See, the law could not make a man right with God. The law means works. The law means what you did. So it can be foot washing, water baptism, circumcision. You can name a whole lot of that stuff. Passover, all these things can make a man right with God. That's why Christ came. Watch what what. Romans 2.12 says, when the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed, even though they never, they never had God's law. Said the Gentiles. Yes. Never had God's law. Yes. See, we never had God's law. He said, but the Jews who do not have God's law, because they don't keep the law, will be judged. People told you, you're going to be judged. No, it's the Jews that judged. Well, how, how were they judged. How would they judge? They were judged by the law which they failed to obey. The Jews failed to obey God's law, so they was judged. So people would tell you today, you're going to be judged. No, no. Romans, Romans 8 1 said, are Therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So you gotta, you gotta, that's why you've got to make sure you're not upon on the folks who don't know the word. Verse 13 said, Merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God." Now, remember, Paul is ministering to the Jews in, in, in chapter 1 and 2. Go back to verse 12 again. He's ministering to the Jews. So what would he say to the Jews. When the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed. When they sin, they're going to be destroyed too. Because what, what about the Gentiles? Because if they don't receive Christ, they will be destroyed too. Even though, they never have God, even though they never had God's written law, Gentiles never had it. Then he said, the Jews... Who do have God's law will be judged. By that law when they refilled, when they fail to obey the law. That's how they were judged. Merely listening to the law don't make us right with God. So Paul is telling, him, he said, listen, just listen to the law don't make us right with God, brothers. It's obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. But nobody can keep it. Because with the law, if you messed up one time, you was guilty of the whole law. So nobody keep the law. That's why Jesus Christ came. Somebody give the Lord a great big hand for that. I thank God we were not under the law. See, that, it can't be no judge judgment for me. I was not under the law. Let me say it again. There can't be no judge. You can't judge me when I didn't have a law. That's just like driving me down... Drive it up and down this street out here, and you have to watch it because we have people who park on the East Side. See, you're going to run them stop sign. Now, when people do, and he pulls out and get them, what happened? They broke the law. Well, take the way the stop sign, bring the stop sign to church, lay him on the parking lot. People can fly up and down there all they want to. Zoo, zoo, zoo quack. There is no law. So the only way God can judge you, he had to give you a law. So to tell me I'm going judge, to be judged, oh, we all got to stand before God's judgment. say, no, I didn't have no law. You talk to the Jewish believer. Okay, let's move on. Now, okay. 1 Corinthians 15, 14, and 17. Watch what the word of God says. This is how you answer people who says you got to be baptized in water in Jesus' name to wash away your sins. How many ever heard that? sure you have i pray for the rest of you first corinthians 15 14 watch what it said if christ be not risen then your preaching is no good it's vain and your faith is also vain see faith is no good if christ did not rise from the dead it took christ's resurrection to give life to faith and then verse 17 if christ be not raised well, I've been to baptize? Well, Listen, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. So the only way you can get rid of sin, Christ had to do what? Die for your sins. All right, so all of that is good, but I got to get to my message. So the word reconciliation, I gave you two, two definitions, and I, the word Mediate, I gave you, reconcile to God and Intercessor, right? All right. Now, what I want to do today, I want to I I cover this because I really need to get this part here. Uh, let's look at Romans 3, 29 and 30. Just going to show you a couple places here uh, that Christ is the only mediator. Uh, Romans 3, 29 and 30, Galatians 3, 19 and 20. Just two verses. Romans three twenty-nine and 30, Galatians 3, 19 and 20. Christ is the only intercessor. Now, I'm going to show you, because what we're doing, we're showing you his word being revealed. Uh, We have that back there, two two verses, Romans 3, 29 and 30. I'm waiting on that one. Then we want Galatians 3, 19 and 20. He says, Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the Gentiles? Yeah, of the Gentiles also. Verse 30. Seeing... Is one God which shall justify the circumcision. Now, circumcision with Jews. And that covenant ended at the cross. There's no more reason for you circumcising yourself unless you're doing it as a baby. Okay. So you don't do it for religion no more. Okay. No reason why you to wash your feet no more unless you just need a shower. Okay. Huh? Or you taking a bath or something. But well, people just got this thing they can wash their feet and it's not going to do nothing with God. Only one reason you will approved with God, it was Jesus Christ's blood. Amen. I'll show you that in the Word just a minute. It is one God who shall justify the circumcision by faith. Now, remember, when they said by faith, he's talking about their faith. Now, if you got your little pretty Bible, you need to put the word their faith right by by faith. Because when the Bible said it just shall live by faith, he's talking about by your faith. But the Gentiles are are saved through faith. Through faith means his faith. That's why the Bible said, by grace are you saved through faith. See, his faith. But if you got, with the Gentiles, so you take those words, when you're dealing with Jews, you got to use the word by faith. By faith means their faith. That's why Romans 10, 9 and 10, 8, 9, and 10, you look at look at Romans 10, 8, 9, 10 on the Good News Bible. Good news or the NLT, either one. Same word. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, 10. See, they, they had to live by their faith. That's what it means. By faith means their faith. Just like if you go back to Hebrew chapter eleven, Abraham by faith; otherwise, Abraham by his faith. Okay, Romans ten eight and the good news of oh, which one I got here? Good. I don't know if my glasses up in that corner. I can see it this way, but I can't see it. Good news. good news. Okay, what it says is this: God's message is near you. Now, what is he? Why is he saying? Why is he saying? What it says is this. Because that's prophecy. Write the scripture down. I'll show it to you in a moment. Acts three twenty one. When it says what it says, is this? Otherwise, he's saying what the prophet said was this. That means you can go back and Deuteronomy thirty and eleven. You can see it again, right? That's what it means. Spoken by the prophets. See the message you on is not spoken by the prophets. The message you on the it's been revealed by, by the Holy Spirit to the Apostle Paul. Israel's system, they were under the message spoken by the prophets. What it says is this, God's message is near you. Man, it's Deuteronomy 30 and 11. You know that, right? Uh, God's message is near you. Only on your lips and in your heart. See, that's what God's message is. That is the message of faith that we preach. That was to the Jews believer. Here it is. If you confess with your mouth, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, remember that is the gospel of the kingdom, isn't it? Because if you go to the gospel of the kingdom, what did he say to Peter in Matthew 16 and uh, verse 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, He says to Peter, Peter said, "Who am I?" He said, "Do the Christ, the Son of the Living God." Otherwise, if you confess that Jesus is Lord. <laughs> and then you have to believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, not you are saved. You will be saved. Then he's going to say this to you. This is the word of faith of the message of faith. It is by our faith. Remember, they were saved by their faith. It is by our faith we are put right with God. It is by their faith. They were put right with God. I'm going to show you in the word of God. You weren't put right with God by your faith. You were put right with God by God's grace. By, by their faith, they were put right with God. That's why they had to hold fast their confession of faith without wavering. That's why James said, Double minded man's unstable all this way let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Because if they wavered with their faith, it was no good. For it's by our faith that we are put right with God. It's by our confession that we are saved. See, they're not telling you are saved by grace, and you're saved by your confession. Amen. Now look at Romans chapter number 10. I'm sorry, not 10. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8. That's what she found in James. Okay, let's stay on James. James says... You're going to back up to verse 5, you're going to do all of that. James 1 and 5. In James chapter 1 and verse 5, we'll read that down through there. It says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men, liberate and afraid or not, it shall be given him. See, he had, you had to get everything from God by action. On the grace, it's already yours. Boy, if I could just say that a thousand times. See, i spent years of my life asking God to do this and asking God for this and, asking, and found, found out that it's already been given me. Once God gave me his son, he gave me all things. Amen. Everything that he has. Let me show you how dumb it sounds. Here it is. I married Sister Crump. Sister Crump married me. And then she says after that, it's okay if I drive the car. Well, I just want to know, can I drive the car? We just got married. The car is yours. What mine is yours. See, what happened is you become God's son, and you're still asking, can you drive the car? Which one do you want to drive? You want to drive the T-bird? <laughs> What's the word? Thunderbird. That's so current member that we were coming up through school, right? All right. But let him act in faith. This is what they use in, in, in the Word of Faith teaching. But you got to ask in faith, nothing wavering. He that wavers like the wave of the sea, tossed it with the wind and driven. Let not that man but let, but let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Come on now. A double-minded man. So you, what happened is you, you be trying to get somebody to say, well, you've been waving your faith. A double-minded man's is all his way. Let not that man, verse number 9 now. Okay, that was all I needed. All right, so that's what happens under that teaching. That's why we're not there no more. I found out something better. What's better has already been given to me. See, some of y'all can't handle this. And it's your New Testament covenant. All right, so let's show, let's show you something here. Uh, did I give you anything else we haven't done? Uh, you, yeah, I, I didn't do Galatians 3, 19 and 20. Showing he the mediator. Galatians 3, 19 and 20. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is not also the God of the Gentiles? Yeah, the Gentiles also. Verse number 30 says, Sin is one God who shall justify the circumcision. I just did that one. Uh, by faith and uncircumcision through faith. All right? And verse 19 said, Wherefore well, then serve the law? The law was added because of transgression until Christ came. Christ is the seed, Galatians 3.16, until Christ came, to whom the promise was made. And it was adjoined, ordained, ordained, it was ordained by angels. This is how God gave the covenant to Moses by angels. In the hands of a mediator. So God gave the covenant to angels, and angels gave it. To Moses now why did God do that because in a new covenant he gonna do the exact same thing he gonna get a covenant to Jesus Jesus gonna give it to Paul let me say it again God gave it to angels angels gave it to Moses that's what that Bible just told you it was ordained in the hands of a mediator Somebody say amen. Amen. All right, I don't want that. I just want to get to where I need to be at right now. Just one verse, right? Ephesians 2.8. Now, Ephesians 2.8, my wife already ordered. She's going to put one right on that light right there. One on that light right over there. Now, why I'm going to do that, Pastor? Because in this church, if you die and go to hell in this church, it's not going to be my fault. So you can go through all these different stuff and all this stuff trying to be saved, you only say one way, and that was by the cross. Amen. By grace are you saved. Not gonna be saved. I know who I said. I said Acts 321. Right. Ah, just write that down. Then you're gonna write it down. See, so you need to write it down. You're gonna write it down, you're not gonna you can't your your head is not built to remember the Bible. The Bible is going to, I'm not talking to her back that she had it a little bit earlier, but I'm talking about the Bible has to be believed with the heart, with your spirit. Can't remember with your head. There are times you walk right in the kitchen and go like, hey, what did what I come to the kitchen for? Anybody ever did that? Yeah, sure. That's okay. I'll pray for the rest of y'all. <laughs> Shoot. I came in, my wife with the other day, asked said, what you looking for? I'm looking for my phone. My phone was laying, sitting right there in my bedroom where I was sitting down. I had my phone on the, on the rib right there. I walked past that phone twice, didn't see it. I went back in the kitchen. I went back, I'm going like, I look all over here on the bed, why you look, didn't that look right there? Walked right past the phone, and then I said, I'm going to go in here and call it. <laughs> so I walked all the way back in the bedroom, There, sitting right there, going, mm, 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 mm. See, I'm telling you, boy, that's why I said, Lord, you have to help me. I do not want to live without him, ever. Amen. Ever. a matter of fact, I'm not going to have to live without him, thank God. All right, now let's go to work. By grace, watch what it says. By grace you are saved. It didn't tell you are going to be saved. By grace you are saved. Watch this, but it's through faith. It is not of yourselves. See, it's nothing you've done. It is the gift of God, that's salvation. So if you do not receive God's gift of salvation, look at Romans five seventeen. Romans five, Romans 5 seventeen told you you had to receive God's gift. Now, if you've been going to church 20 years, you already think you got it, you, I'm already got it. Listen, it's okay. It's okay. But it does not hurt for you to one day have a little talk with the Lord and say, Lord, you know what? I just want to make sure I'm saved. So right now, I'm going to receive the gift of God. Now, the gift of God is God's righteousness. That way you understand what the gift of God is. When the Bible says the gift of God is eternal life, that's God's. For I receive God's righteousness, I receive your eternal life. It doesn't hurt to do that. For by one man, this is Romans 5 17. See, so you have to receive it. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more they who receive. Well, pastor, I've already been baptized. Okay, okay. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. When you wake up from your dead, you wouldn't know I was right. Because that's what's going to happen. See, you're dead now, but, but, but God's just going to wake you up and you're going to be like, why is all that fire? <laughs> hey, hey, why is all that fire? That's where you're going. That's a bad thing, boy, to wake up in hell. Because you had to do it your way. Trying to prove God's wrong. You'll die and go to hell. Forever. Okay, watch what it says. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself, it's the gift of God. Here, Romans 5 17, if by one man I death reign by one, much more, they which receive what are you supposed to receive? You receive the bond of grace and the gift of, the gift of righteousness. That's why I told you, the gift of God, the gift of God is the gift of righteousness, which is your eternal life. See, when you did he say you're going to reign in life by one Jesus Christ? Now I'm not. I'm not reading that. Okay, that's what I was supposed to that. You kept showing it to me. Okay, Acts three twenty one. Let's go there. Acts three twenty one is the message through the prophets. Then we're going to go to Romans 16, 25. It's going to be the message that was given to Paul. I want to see, can you tell me the difference? Now you were with me this morning at 6 o'clock, guys. don't, Don't spoil it for the people. Okay, here we go. Whom the heavens must receive, talking about Jesus. The heavens must receive, no S. The heaven must receive where is the Lord? He's in heaven. Where is Christ. Now, some of y'all still ain't got it. Listen, he, I'm gonna show you. Before I do this, before I do this, let me do one easy for them. Let's do Acts 236. Come right back there. Now don't let me catch you with this again. I'm giving you a good one for you to know. This is why the confusion about the Lord and about Christ. Same person, but in the resurrected body. He is the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is Christ. He's the Holy Ghost. Let me say it again. When Jesus was raised from the dead, they touched him. He was with them for 40 days preaching the kingdom. Remember that? That's the Lord. But the person of the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Spirit of Christ or the Spirit of the Lord, is Christ in me. No, you're not. Your body is the temple of the the Holy Ghost. Right? Now, so the Lord, Acts 2.36. See, I I never forget what I'm about to receive. All right. Therefore let all the house of Israel know that God had made that same Jesus one man. But he made him two. See, when he came in the flesh, he was flesh and Christ. Remember? Mm-hmm. That man in the flesh was made Lord. That's why every knee had to bow every tongue had to confess that Jesus Christ is right they had to confess his lordship therefore let all the house of Israel know sure that God had made that same Jesus whom you crucified who is he now both. come on he's both right Lord. over here he's what Lord. he's he's Lord over here he's Lord. no 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 just get yours. don't don't mess with there. Just what is yours over here Christ. just one okay that's all I need over here he's what Lord, Lord. over here he's Christ, Christ. all right now Over here, he's seated at the right hand of the master on high. He's Lord. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. So that's why Israel was waiting for their Lord to come back. So that's why when you read Thessalonians, it said the Lord shall return. With a shot, with the voice of our archangel, with the trumpet of God, and then de- that's on this side. That's Lord. But over here, he is, Christ. he is Christ. So you are not waiting for him to come back, because Christ is right here. Amen. See, you got, you got over here. You see, over here, this church. It's called the Church of God. Who are you over here? The Church, the church of God. You were dominant Jewish. Yeah. They were the Church of God. 144,000, the Church of God. He came with his saints. The Church of God. Over here, you don't have to wait for him. Because once, once you believed, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, once you believed, in Christ's death, and resurrection, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you once you believe in Christ's death, and resurrection. Over here, they had to wait. That's why they always talk about they're waiting on the Lord, waiting, 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 because the Lord had to come for them, come and get them. He's not coming and get you. He come and live in you. Over here, the book of Revelation, look, look at it. Look at Revelation 7. Over here, they was waiting for the Lord to come and get them. Do it out of the NLT. Good news or something. Revelation chapter 7. See, Israel was waiting for him to come and get them. That's why all the way through the book of all those books is talk about they waiting for the coming of the Lord, waiting for the coming of the Lord. You ain't waiting for nobody. <laughs> and then they were watching. You ain't watching for nobody. So you got to be honest with yourself. When the last time you went out and watched? <laughs> See, you just got to be just honest. Whenever you got up in the morning and went out and said, I wanted the Lord come today. you enjoying your salvation right now. Amen. And then you got this group over here saying, he already has said, you hear this at funerals, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. What are you talking about? He live here. See, you're talking to this group over here. See, that's what I'm saying. Over here, it's the church of God. Over here, you the body. body of Christ. All right, because I got to get to that. I can get there. I'm going to give you just a little bit. Revelation chapter 7. Look! That's okay, right there. Revelation. That's okay. We'll do that. Revelation 1 and 7. Let's do that first. Let's do that first. Because the book of Revelation told you he came. That's what the book of Revelation is for. Well, in some church they'll tell you. Ooh, you ain't got no business over there. You don't have no business over there in the book of Revelation. What you doing over there in the book of Revelation? am I lying. Amen. Amen. It. <laughs> watch, what, watch what Revelation 1 and 7 said. Look. See, your Bible said, behold, he come with clouds. Look. He's coming on the clouds. Well, I thought he was, I thought we were still waiting on him to come, ain't we? See, people think Pastor Crump is a fool. No, I ain't no fool. I got plenty of sense. I just believe what the Bible says. Amen. Look, he's coming on the clouds. 90% of the church, folks, still waiting on Christ. You go to 90% of the churches, 95, they're still waiting for the Lord to come. And then they say, well, you know, he's coming in, he's in the clouds, but he's also coming in... In the flesh, oh, all that's already happened. We didn't, we don't have a Christ in the flesh. Over here, they were with Christ in the flesh. Look at here. Here it is. Let's read it. He's coming on the clouds. Everyone we see him, including those who pierce him. Is anybody around here pierced Christ? Wait a minute. Is anybody still around here who pierced Christ? No, that was two thousand years ago. If you just think for yourself. Nobody pierced Christ around here lately, have they? <laughs> 2,000 years ago, they pierced Christ. He said, look, when he comes, everybody's going to see him, including those that pierced him. Now, common sense. If the man that pierced him is going to see him, then the man pierced him can't be 2,000 years old. Amen. he got to be back here talking to the right? Amen. 2,000 years ago. You got to think for yourself. Because you got a whole lot of folks that don't know nothing about that Bible. He's coming on the clouds. Everyone will see him, including those who pierce him. All people on the earth going to mourn over him. So shall it be. Now the people on the earth is Israel. Because that's the earth. But I just want to show you that. You know what? I do, you can do Revelation 7 by yourself. Now I don't need that. I got somewhere else I gotta go. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Matthew 16. And let's look at verse 18. One verse. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to trap you now. Oh, let's do Romans 16, 25. Man, I'm getting ready to get you real good. It's just Acy. I'm getting ready to get you real good. All right, here you go. I see fig news already here. Romans 1625. Now to him, I would not look at you today. Now to him that's power to establish you, Paul said, according to my gospel. And the preaching of Jesus Christ, Paul said, I'm preaching Jesus Christ. Here we go. According to the revelation of the mystery, which, read it slow. Which was what? Kept Kept secret. secret. Paul's gospel was what? over here over here Paul gospel was us kept, kept secret how long since the world begins kept secret since the world began did he show you that part but he's talking about the last part since the world began he kept secret since the world began now let's go to act 321 they finally gave it to me let's go to acts 321 over here over here the gospel you preach is kept secret hold on to yours now kept secret how long now some of y'all ain't getting this now because I'm getting ready to move on the side. Your gospel was kept secret, How long? <laughs> First of all, it was kept secret. Now it was revealed we we'll get that in a minute. That's verse 25. "Over here, what's the difference in the gospel? Whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets. Since the world began. The, the, the message you're getting over here, God spoke it by his prophets. I said the message you're getting over here, God spoke it by his prophets. So that's why when you read Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11, it tells you the same thing it was in Romans 10, 8, 9, 10. Because the message over here is spoken by the prophets since the world began. We're not under the message spoken by the prophets. Go back to Romans 16, 25, and 26. We are on the message that was kept secret. Now to him there's a power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. But now, but now it's manifest. That's when Jesus Christ came in the flesh. It was manifest by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. So we know the gospel over here was kept secret. The gospel over here was spoken by the prophets. Two different messages. So that's why you have to understand the message you're getting is a revealed word. Kept secret. If it was kept secret, who kept it secret? Let's ask. Let's go to Matthew 13, 10. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. And he kept it secret. So he spake in parables. He spake in mysteries. So nobody understood what he meant. They wouldn't know anyway because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was Poured up on these people. I just heard a person, what a person invited me really, to his church. And he says, come on, bring the church pastor. It's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. How many ever heard that? How many come on over? It's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has been outpoured one time in your Bible. Don't fall for them lies. The Holy Ghost's been outpoured How many times in your Bible? Wow. One time. That was Acts chapter two, verse one, and He poured out the Holy Ghost to fulfill the book of Joel chapter two, verse twenty-eight. I got it on my phone. Cut them off. Or I'll show it to you. I might have deleted it. What i Yeah, there's gonna be an outpouring. Hallelujah! You're gonna be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Man, I've been I've been invited to some services to preach. And the man told me, he said, I want you to preach on fire. God going to baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He said, I want you to preach that, Pastor. So I spent up here huffing and puffing. God going to baptize the people tonight, hallelujah, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, see, people don't understand. It really means the Holy Ghost or fire. <laughs> Because all them folk who reject Christ, they were baptized with fire. And off here, but I'm but I'm up here preaching like it's, it's supposed to be head on my Sunday, they're gonna be fire tonight. Hallelujah. Fire. <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Well, when you're ignorant, man, you've been deceived. It's, it's terrible. All right, but I gotta show you one thing before you go. Ooh, I got four minutes. Matthew 16, 18. Oh my God. Matthew 16, I say to you, Peter, you are Peter up on this rock, I'll build my church. I'll build my church. Anybody know, anybody know, did he ever build it? Y'all not sure. I can look at your face just like, you tell us, don't make a fool out of us. Okay, you're right. Jesus said, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll build my church. Let's see did he build it. How many want to know? And not enough. Not enough. I see four hands. I'm not going through all this just for you to be no... I ask you, how many want to know did he build this church? You got four people. Amen. I'm going to show you this word that he built it. Let's go to the NLT and let's look at Let's go to 2 Corinthians first, chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Let's start there. Now, in Matthew 16 and 18 says, "Upon this rock I will build my church. Let's see to build it. Let's see that he do it. For we know that when this earthly house of this tabernacle is taken down, that is, when we die. And we leave this earthly body. I thought we were going to. I thought we were going to be in it. No, you're going to leave it. Boy, when you read the Bible or another translation sometime, you'd be like, whoo, yeah. We're going to leave this the body. We will have a house in heaven. Now, the first thing people think about is when we all get to heaven. Because we think we're going somewhere. We think we're going to go, go, go. We think we're going to get some. We're going somewhere. Where are we going? We're going to heaven. Do you miss the whole point? Heaven is a person. Let me tell you how you have to think. That's why you got to renew your mind. Noah built an ark. The ark was to take them to the new world. Or the new land. Now that's your question. Did they swim across the flood and get up on top of the hill and get in the ark? Or did they get in the ark when the ark was finished and then the ark took them through the flood without getting wet? They didn't have to get in the water. They were in the ark. So if Christ built his church, then you don't have to go. Just get in the church. Amen. But we've got to find out what it is. Let's go, let's go again. So, Corinthians chapter 5. We know that when this earthly house, the earthly tent is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven. We will have a house in heaven. Look at somebody and say, we will have a house? We will have a house. In heaven. In heaven. So, I don't need that one. when so I point over here because this is like a casket. That's why they had it over there. It would Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And it's on front, it said, This do. And remember to me, that's what they were doing. That's why we put this do over there. They had a grave like Joseph had. You don't have a j- grave like Joseph had. In the days of Joseph, minister, they had to the carry a casket all the way through the wilderness. Buried in the promised land. You don't have a grave. There's no grave. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't need no castle because there ain't no grave. Oh, that's so good to me. <laughs> when you rise from the dead, you don't need the grave. He borrowed the grave for three days. Go back and check it out. It's a brand new tomb, a brand new, he used it for three days. Said, yeah, I'm done with that. You can sell that now. I won't be needing that no more. All right, here we go. Watch this. For we know that when this earthly house is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we would have a house in heaven. Watch this. An eternal body. What is is the house? Everybody. What is going to be your new house? It's an eternal body. Watch what it's made for us. The eternal body is made for us upon this rock I will build my church was it made it was made for you hmm it says it's an eternal house made for us by God himself and not by human hands so the house was made just told you right there it was made then in Hebrew 9 11 it told you what the house was See, when you get this stuff, and you see this, and you hear somebody else saying some stuff, be like me and my wife, we look at one Let's You ready to go? Yeah. Hmm. That's it. We don't need no more. Hebrew 9 said, but Christ. I'm going to get into this next service. I'm going to get into it all the way. I'm going to do chapter 7, 8, and 9. I'm going to show it to you. But Christ being come, a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. Christ. Christ is a greater and more perfect tabernacle and Christ is not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. So otherwise, if I'm in Christ, I'm in the perfect tabernacle. Amen. So the tabernacle that God made without hands is Christ. Amen. And if you're already the body of Christ, then you're already in Christ if you're already in Christ then you don't need to go to heaven because that's who Christ is so when God takes you into the very presence of the Father and all his holy angels it's only gonna be because you in Christ isn't that good but if people don't know your destiny here is Christ Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And once you're in Christ, old things already passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and my time is up, and I thank you for yours. Can we give, Lord, a great big hand?